Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job 13, 15 Chapter 1 The T.J. Dillon Ranch, Deer Lake, Montana Dear Dad, None of us gets out of this alive. January 20, Early Morning Twelve-year-old Cole Dillon gave his closing address to the court with characteristic passion. So I ask you, what kind of woman marries a man she has only known for ten days? A desperate one, obviously. But what was her motive in this crime? Was it greed? The victim, Ty Dillon, is indeed a rich cattleman. Or was her motive lust? The victim is as the waitresses at the Hanging Tree Cafe have been known to testify, one desirable hunk. Cole lowered his voice, peered over the top of his sunglasses, and said, And there is always the possibility that it is something much more sinister. This woman, this artist, may be merely toying with the victim's affections in order to find a new subject for her art. She could be out for fame at the victim's expense. Has anyone considered that it was the only way she could get him to pose nude for her? Immortalizing nude cowboys, he sneered. Disgusting. Ah, Mr. Prosecutor, have you considered the possibility of love at first sight? The judge asked. Love is a highly overrated motive for crime. Cole paused. Love is highly overrated in general. Seventeen-year-old Leah Dillon, the judge, nodded. Can't argue with you there. Miss Defense Attorney, what have you got to say for your client? Five-year-old Rachel giggled and blew bubbles through the straw that led to the bottom of a Pepsi can. I object, Cole said. Given the circumstances, Miss Dillon is just too happy. Leah wrapped the kitchen tabletop with her hairbrush. You're out of order, because you told me once that you can't object to a closing argument. She sighed. But, hell, I'll sustain it anyway. Cole took off his glasses and gave Leah a practiced, wary look. Your Honor, owing to the fact that the school buses are on their way, we're running out of time, and I move for a hasty verdict in this case. Leah ran the brush through her long, blonde hair while she considered... Yeah, okay, she said at last. The twit is guilty of criminal marrying, as charged. Slimy motive, unknown. Cole's eyes lit up with satisfaction. And the sentence? We make her life a living hell, of course. Their Australian shepherd, Wigglebutt, the sole audience to the hearing, barked happily, and since she had no tail, wiggled her butt. Cole slipped his sunglasses back on, shrugged into his jacket, smiled his most charming smile, and said, God, how I love to win. His sisters threw on their coats and followed him out into the bright, cold morning. So now Daddy's got a new wife. What will Mama say when she comes home? Rachel asked as they trudged across the newly fallen blanket of snow. Leah shook her head. Mama's not coming home. Cole says she is. Rachel said. Leah looked at her brother and sister with frustration. Cole's wrong. Rachel stopped dead in her tracks and hung her head. Glancing back, Cole was the first to notice her dripping tears.
The saltwater did an instant rust job on his cocky armor, and he sighed, turned, and gathered her into his arms. Don't cry. It'll be okay. Rachel exploded into heaving sobs, and Cole held her closer, hoping to still both her pain and the ache that was rising in his own chest. We'll drive her away, and that'll clear the way so Mama can come home. Damn it, Cole. Will you stop putting foolish hopes into her head? Leah kicked at the snow. It's been five years. When are you going to accept that she found someone she loves more than Dad and us? When a person leaves without saying a word, and then never even checks back once to see if you're dead or alive, you can be pretty sure they're gone for good. You shut up. Cole felt his own tears sneaking up on him and groaned. Now look what you've done, he whispered.